Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely terrific day today. And I just want to encourage everybody, what we're doing and what you are doing and what all of us patriots are doing and continuing to get the truth and the word about freedom out there is making a difference. As much as the mainstream media has been in full-blown damage control meltdown mode for the last, I don't know, year and a half, two years now, and trying to convince everybody that they basically have to sit in their home, wrap themselves up in a blanket, suck their thumb, and sit in the closet the rest of their life in order to be safe, the rest of us that have lived out here in the real world and actually are involved in the real world have realized that it's been a complete and total lie. Everybody gets sick at some point. Everybody gets cold. Everybody catches the flu sometimes. This is just part of life. It's part of living on this interesting world with bacteria and viruses that float around on a regular basis. And once you understand that concept, and then you start understanding that there's significant things you can do to help out, mitigate those symptoms if you do catch something and how to try to avoid catching those things as much as possible. But if you do, you know, high doses of vitamin C and D3 and quercetin with zinc are extremely effective. And if needed, as we've seen now with, you know, this COVID nonsense, ivermectin also being extremely effective, you start realizing that there's nothing to be scared of whatsoever. The best thing to do is to take care of your body. And what's interesting now, I saw a video from uh, Bill Mayer, who I'm not a big fan of. He's usually extremely left liberal. And I think I don't, he obviously has not taken the red pill, but I think he kind of like licked the red pill just slightly, kind of dabbled in it. And he started off a new season with one of his comedy shows. And pretty much you can tell the audience and him in this section are starting to feel the same way. He made a comment. It was actually quite funny. And the funny part about it is now it's been the response from all mainstream media. And he came out now and he said, this is enough. It's just gone on too long and nobody cares anymore. I don't want to live in your masked paranoid world anymore. This has gotten completely silly now. They want you to wear a mask. They want you to have a booster. Then they want to scan your head for temperature like you're a cashier and I'm a bunch of bananas. I'm not bananas. You are if you still think this needs to go on. And I thought it was hilarious just because it's funny now seeing the left kind of implode on its own narrative. And, of course, CNN, Whoopi Goldberg, every single belligerently moronic talking head from the left and mainstream media has now come out now and eviscerated him and said basically this isn't funny. He shouldn't make COVID jokes. He's spreading misinformation now. And I'm like, dude, this guy's like hardcore leftist. I don't understand why this is happening except for the fact is you are not allowed to speak anything other than the mainstream narrative now in order to keep their approval. And what's interesting, there's an article I just saw yesterday from Adam Salazar, and it's literally screenshots from thousands of Twitter posts going all the way back, some of them all the way back to the end of the summer about people massively regretting taking the shot. 
One of them says, I was lied to by my government. I regret ever listening to anything they said. And I, mean, I can read you all of these here. They continue to go on and go on. I regret taking the vaccine every day. I feared that a doctor wouldn't treat me if I got sick because I wasn't vaccinated. I have been sick every single day since the vaccine. I can't even eat eggs now. My lymph nodes are so swollen and painful after the month of the injection. I can barely sleep. And when I'm talking about thousands, I'm talking about thousands now. And people are screenshotting all these and basically reposting them. And it shows you how this is actual boots on the ground reality of what's happening. The BS mainstream narrative that they continue to tell everybody and come up with these lies saying that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and I've told you guys the numbers on that the other day, it's complete and total manipulated fraud. If you get sick, guess what? You start having symptoms. If you start getting symptoms, then you better have supplements on hand to push back and get your body and the replication cycle down and fight this stuff off. If you don't have any symptoms and you feel fine, Guess what? You're probably fine. You don't need to go stand in line like you're going to Disney World for five hours to get a nasal swab to tell you if you're sick or you're not sick. This has been one of the most diluted moronic concepts in recorded history that people actually go out and spend all day in line with allegedly other sick people shoulder to shoulder and wait to have their nose swabbed so they can be told whether or not they're sick or not. Remember when the Delta Plus virus came out last fall in November and they said, well, this this variant can also be have no symptoms. It's a, it's a symptomless variant. So you have the variant, but you don't know you have any symptoms. This is done. We're done with it now. The more people that start pushing back and saying no, the more people are going to continue to follow suit and see other people standing up for what's right. I remember I told you guys last summer when I met with one of my guys that I know in Orlando that has a dealership over there. And this back when – it was probably April last year, excuse me. And it's back when Orlando still had mask mandates and so forth. And I went over there and met him, and he was like one of the only guys in the dealership who wasn't wearing a mask. And the receptionist goes, oh, do you need a mask, sir? I said, no, I'm, I'm perfectly healthy. I don't, I don't need a mask. Because if I was coughing and hacking, I wouldn't even be here right now if I was sick. She goes, oh. And he comes down, I'm talking to him. I said, you're not wearing a mask either here. He said, you know what I found? He said, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I were talking. He said, I would go to the grocery store in Orlando, and occasionally I'd see somebody, you know, grown adult male, usually an alpha walking around, and he wasn't wearing a mask. And I'm over here with this big mask covering half my face. And he goes, every time I saw somebody doing that, he said, I felt like I was being a peasant, but I also felt inspired. He said, I felt like when I saw them, I realized, hey, he's not complying and being a peasant. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing something that I know doesn't work? Why am I complying and going along with something that is not working and there has been no data to show it works when you wear a little blue paper mask over your mouth? Half the time you see people wearing it, they don't even wear them over their nose, which is even more ironic because it's literally pure theater when you do that if you're really concerned you need to be wearing a full true n95 at minimum and have it completely sucked around your face and on that it's really only going to do is prevent you from coughing and hacking if you're sick you can still catch the small small virus through the mask 
if it's something you're absolutely concerned about and you want to go out in public and you want to be really secure and cover your eyes and your mouth, you need to be wearing like an A50 gas mask with biological cans on it. Then now you're actually talking if you're wanting to basically limit your exposure going out in public. But this whole let's put a paper mask on so everybody feels safe. I told you guys the whole debacle Ted and I had at the hospital a couple weeks ago and I had to get a cast. And they, they hand you this this paper mask. I mean, I hold it up. I can see light through the mask. It's so pathetic. Oh, you have to wear that. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm perfectly healthy. Putting a little piece of notebook paper over my mouth isn't going to do one single thing to protect you or me. If it makes you feel better, well, sorry, that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> and that's the entire concept that people have to grasp New York judge now has now struck down the mass mandate ruling that Governor Kaylee Hochul, who was not elected, by the way, she was simply just appointed, overstepped her authority in imposing a rule that needed to be passed by the state legislator. The New York judge struck down the state's mass mandate one week before it was due to expire, ruling the governor no longer has the authority to impose the rule without approved form from state legislator. The mandate was reintroduced by Governor Kathy in December 2021, but legislators ruled that New York was no longer in a state of emergency, limiting her and her health commissioner powers. This meant the new measures forcing New Yorkers to wear a mask in all indoor spaces, which carried a fine up to $1,000 for those who did not comply, was unenforceable and was void and could not be reinstated. So again, you're seeing a little bit of positivity in states like New York, and obviously that's a good thing. But on the other hand, too, the best way to handle this, my friends, is to stop complying. And once people stop complying, it starts changing the entire game. And we saw that very specifically down here in Florida. Even when they put stuff in place, the majority of anybody, there was anybody that had a brain, didn't comply with this. So again, I encourage people, continue to get the truth out there. We are making a difference, and we are making change. It just has to come from a large, concerted effort. It can't just be one person here and there, even though it does make a difference. The more we get together and the more we stand up, the more we can make change. And it's also, again, I reiterate, it's very important you take care of your body. And if you do get sick, use wisdom. You don't need to be running around going to parties and going out to dinner and going to concerts if you're coughing and hacking with a fever. That's kind of common knowledge. This wasn't some new novel concept recently that if you're sick, you need to stay home. That's something kind of everybody should have been doing before. And again, use wisdom with those things and continue to keep your body strong. What do you think, Ben? Well, and the other thing, Austin, make sure you wash your hands. I, 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 I've said this a hundred times yes. on the show. I can't even – I'm going to cover this again for the new listeners. You don't have to use soap every time you wash your hands unless you have grease or something on them. You don't have to do that. But you've got to use running water. It says that in the Old Testament. You've got to use running water, not stagnant water. You've got to run water over your hands, and it rinses the stuff off your face, off your hands. Because what happens is if you take your hands – and you get something on them, and you touch your face or your eyes or your nose, you can give yourself a viral load. That's just what happens. Same thing in a bathroom. This is, and I'm, I'm so happy to see this now. A lot of bathrooms now have their doors propped open so people don't have to touch the handles. Uh, you know, don't touch the handles in a bathroom because 50% of the people who go to the bathroom don't wash their hands. 
So if you take a swab and you do the swab on the doorknob, you will find fecal coliform or poop on the handle. And this stuff is transmitted through feces. It's just that's the way it is. And so you get all these people touching these handles and going out and touching their face and giving themselves these diseases. Always use a paper towel to flush the toilets and turn the water on and basically open the doors. Now, a lot of bathrooms and a lot of restaurants and a lot of people now have gotten smart. The toilets flush themselves. The, the urinals flush themselves. The sinks turn off and on by themselves. And the door is left open. So that's the best type of bathroom to use if you have that available to you. Just don't touch anything. People say, well, that's just being paranoid. No, it's not. you got to be so careful. Now that we know this is a genome-specific bioweapon that killed white Europeans and also black people, it kills both of us about the same. Whites are the worst of how it kills people. This is a full-blown eugenics protocol to reduce the population of the planet. I mean, they want to bring a mestizo race, and we've talked about that for years. And they want to kill as many whites as possible. So if you're a white person, haven't you wondered? There's this all-out war on whites. White people are bad. You know, history is bad. It's the George Orwell stuff all over again. You know, about destroying the national monuments, destroying the history. I mean, how many times have they destroyed the history in the past because they control the media? Think about that. What have we really been told about the 16 or 17 or 1800s that's actually verifiable that hasn't been completely altered? We don't know. We weren't around 400 years ago. I tell you, my mom and my grandfather both went through World War II Germany. All my grandparents, all four of them were born in the 1800s. Just a newsflash. I've been around, I've been around for a long time. They were around a lot longer. And they told me, both my mom and my grandfather told me, Every single thing they're telling us about World War II is a lie. It didn't happen that way. And if you read the book, The Bad War by King, it's free online as a PDF. You can pick it up for free because Amazon banned it. And you read it, you'll start understanding more and more and more how everything's controlled. And this is what we have to do. Remember, they're doing everything they possibly can to destroy Western civilization because it's what brought us the renaissance is what brought us christianity it's what brought us you know the new testament and the old testament and you know and, and civilized society it really is we don't have a bunch of people running around with axes cutting each other's arms and heads off anymore here in the united states i mean we have a group of people now that want to take us back to that old world order where they just routinely go out and kill people and you don't have any rights anymore especially if you're white I feel sorry for the blacks. Oh, God. I mean, you know, it's, it's ludicrous when you stop and look at what they're doing to history. I mean, it's funny. I go behind me now in this subdivision. We have all of these people coming in from South and Central America, Mexico, that are being given homes. I mean, a mile from my house. I told you guys this. I reported on it. But yet the media won't talk about it because the media is controlled by the same people of Black Rock, State Street, and Vanguard who run everything, who own everything, who are part of the bloodline families. This is the group that runs the planet. And once we get it, then these guys at the highest levels are Kabbalist Luciferians, then we understand why they're doing what they're doing. Let me give you an example. By the way, on the Supreme Court decision in New York, the response from the governor was, we don't care about the Supreme Court, and we'll break the law to get our way. We're going to re-implement mask mandates. It's insanity. It really is. You're better off if you're sick to stay home. That's one of the biggest pet peeves that I've, I've had when I'd go to church in the past. And, and Austin's been with me, and, I, and, I, and I've been really, really, really careful about it. You go into church, you sit down, and somebody's right behind you coughing up a lung. 
I mean, they're sick as a dog. They're unbelievably sick. They're sneezing and coughing and hacking and carrying all that. They're about to die, and they're contaminating your airspace. I can't tell you how many times I've got up and walked away and found another seat. Because a lot of people just want to do what they want to do. They don't care who they infect. And that's the biggest issue that I've got with a lot of folks out there. And then a lot of people talk about, you know, the, the post, the post shot, you know, dissidents, you know, they're so upset that they actually took the shot and now they wish they hadn't done it because they were lied to by their government. Well, yeah, that, how about that? How about you don't listen to mainstream media anymore and you realize it's all a bunch of lies and you do what you need to do to learn how to Basically, think for yourself and listen to alt media, which is what we try to teach everyone to do on the Ted and Austin Brower Show. Because as far as I'm concerned, you guys are our family. You know, we say a lot of stuff on this show that puts us way out on a limb. It really does. But it doesn't matter to me because I really feel I'm right in the middle of God's perfect will for my life. Now, do we get everything right on the show? Do we say things wrong every once in a while? Yes. And we have come back in and we've issued retractions on stuff. In fact, a couple of times when things were said on the show... I didn't like, didn't come out right, and I just delete the entire broadcast. It goes away. A lot of you who are listening to the live broadcast from 10 to 11 in the morning, you call me back later. You say, hey, where'd the show go? And I'm like, it's one and done. And you're like, what? I said, yes, gone. I didn't like such and such. I didn't like what this news story said. I didn't like this. I get rid of it because I want to be out there giving you as much perfect information as far as what's really happening as I possibly can. Now, is it always going to be perfect? No. But it's going to be a whole lot better than what you're going to hear on mainstream media. It really is. Because at least I'm not biased towards these things. I mean, we've got Obama now. They're saying that Obama is running the Biden White House. Is that true? Obama is probably the key person that they're using since he bought his mansion up there in D.C. And he said he could do it from the basement and the sweats for his third term. That's probably what he's doing. He's not running anything. He's being told what to do by the cabalists that ran his administration also. And I, and I have to admit, at least, you know, Biden's awful. Biden, you know, Obama was horrible, but, you know, Biden's the worst I've ever seen. But again, you know, he's out there doing his thing for the Kabbalist Luciferians. I mean, the guy took showers with his daughter when she was little. I mean, who, who does stuff like that? I mean, guy's a stinking pervert. That's just sniffs little children. And he's our president, supposedly, which I still don't believe he won that election. But the problem is, is that, you know, Biden and him neither won, and Trump didn't either. None of these guys run the run the White House. It's all being run through the international bank and the oligarchies and the, the, the corporations and the bloodline families. And the Kabbalists, Luciferians are the highest. And that's who runs the whole show. And then we have weirdos like Becky Falwell. You know, she gets busted. I, I got to say this because it came out on Daily Mail again this morning. She gets busted having an affair with the pool boy, all right? The pool boy makes all these comments about Jerry and about her and all this other kind of stuff, and now she's saying that she was pressured to have sex with the pool boy. But she does an interview with Vanity Fair. I mean, what's wrong with these people? Why don't you just decline the interview? Are you so caught up in your own personal little life and your little junk that you want to try to be center of attention with everybody what a weirdo these people are that they agreed to an interview with vanity fair and as she's telling them that she was pressured into this she says i had this is a quote i had a big canon camera becky falwell the wife of disgraced ex-liberty leader tells vanity fair 
as she made sex tapes with her pool boy lover who was forcing her. Wait a minute. She sets up the camera and she was being forced. It reminds me of what happened with Jameis Winston at Florida State University. And he got busted for whatever it was up there. And it, it, it just, I'm not even going to go into it. It's too disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. But, but the, the whole point is this. Now she's making excuses, but she's saying she had, she wanted to videotape everything. What a bunch of perverts. I don't believe that any of those people, Falwell Sr., I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, so Jerry Falwell Jr. or his wife are even saved. I don't. That's my opinion. But the reality is, is that, you know, we'll know them by their fruits. This is some bad fruit. This is some rotten apple stuff, guys. The problem is, I've told you guys so many times, so many of these evangelicals, and I, I got, I took some heat, by the way, for putting that out yesterday about these two. I had one guy send me a letter, link back, basically, and he was, he basically knows these guys. He was defending them. And I said, sorry, but just read the article. These are quotes. You know, Vanity Fair isn't going to put itself out there from a, how should I say, libel standpoint, be posting stuff. They've got this stuff on. What they do when they come in with Vanity Fair, most of them, what they do is they come in with a recorder. And they say, we're going to record this interview. And they're going to take notes off the record, off the record recording. The reason they do that is for liability reasons. And now the people that are smart, they'll say, no recordings. You can do shorthand, but there ain't going to be any recordings. Because now if they come out and they say, well, I didn't say that, Manny Fair plays the video, plays the audio. See, this, this is the problem that you run into with these perverts. And we see it all over the country of what these guys are involved in. Because, guys, they want to continue to slam these people and give them interviews in Vanity Fair, not because they're trying to do good. But because they're trying to discredit Liberty University, they're trying to discredit Christianity, they're trying to do everything they possibly can to make these people look like a bunch of weirdos, which they are to the entire, entire population, to discredit California, to, to discredit you know the, 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 the university. And I'm, I, I jumped on this other story. Here's another one from Daily Mail. California mom takes legal action against two districts, school district, after two teachers secretly manipulated her daughter, 11, into believing she was a transgender boy and gave her tips on how to bind her breasts. I mean, this is unbelievable. Catholic California mom Jessica Cohen, K-O-N-E-N, took action against Spreckles Union School District, claiming two teachers manipulated her daughter into changing her gender identity. This is all happening because their Kabbalist god is a transgender. I'm telling you guys, it's the same group of people that keep doing this over and over and over again. Look at Disney. Kabbalah's control Disney. In my opinion, Disney is Kabbalah's control. At the Sundance Film Festival now, Disney focuses its searchlight on horror cannibalism with Charmer who cuts up dates and eats them. Disney's talking about cannibalism now. I mean, wait a minute. Premiering at the Sun City Sun Sundance Film Festival, Mimi K's Fresh is a movie about cannibalism. Yes, cannibalism, the eating of people. Yes, Disney, it's not a parody or a satire, satire like Get Out. It's straight-up horror film about a charming doctor played by Sebastian Stan who seduces women, kidnaps them, and carves out pieces of them for sale to the highest-paying customers. This is a Disney movie, guys. Now, I've told you for years, we don't go to Disney anymore. Disney is a bunch of weirdos. And, I, and I, I tell you guys, I'm going to say it again. 
Please stop supporting Disney World. If you're going to come to Central Florida, there's all kinds of other theme parks to go to. Stay away from these weirdos. Now they're doing cannibal movies on grinding up people and selling body parts. It's unreal that this is actually happening. But but Disney's just showing who they really are. They're showing who they really are. We have had nothing but issues every time we've gone to Disney. Awesome. What do you think, bud? The thing about that we're starting to see here, as I just talked about, is that when Jesus is ever come, anybody ever comes to him, they ask him a question. He always has a response to them. You never hear him say, you can't ask me that, peasant. You, you, You can't ask that. You can't ask me this question. You don't deserve a response from me. He always had a rebuttal. He always had a parable. He always had a response. That's true leadership, and that's true authority. That's why I've been so diametrically opposed to this blind authority that people have been following over the last two years where somebody comes in and they say, you got to wear a mask right now. you got to put a mask on. Well, why? Well, because it's a mandate. Why is it mandated? Well, because I said it's mandated, and because the CDC said it's mandated. Well, why did they mandate it? Because they did. Well, what, what, what research is behind that mandate, and why is it a mandate? It's not a law. Well, it's, you can't ask questions. It doesn't have to make sense. You just follow it, like that that, that male uh, flight attendant said to the guy. It doesn't have to make sense. It's a mandate. I'm like, oh, gosh. This is the aspect that I've continued to try to tell people that you have to use wisdom on who you listen to and who is leading you. There's no question about it. The same thing right now. Now that they're starting to lose the COVID narrative in the mainstream media, they're turning around, and now they're trying to start this conflict for no business at all for the United States to be involved in with Ukraine and Russia. And now they're saying, oh, well, we're speculating J.P. Morgan now and Morgan Stanley and basically Goldman Sachs. They're all now saying that they're calling for Brent crude oil to hit $100. They're saying they're expecting to be $120 a barrel by midsummer, which, by the way, if nobody's figured that out, our entire economy is directly linked to oil prices when they manipulate them like this. You guys saw that in 2009 when you know oil went up to was $150 a barrel. But astronomically priced. It was insane. Five dollars a gallon for diesel in Florida. The whole economy imploded. That was what was going on then. Now start seeing what happens when inflation occurs. Now they want to send our young men to go fight in a war that we don't need to be in. It was funny. And here's the hypocrisy you gotta look at. You know, the bumbling buffoon when he reads his teleprompter the best he can, because most of the time he can't even read it, he continues to talk about how our border does not need to be restricted and everybody needs to be able to come here and they need to have this, you know, this basically uh, immigration amnesty, blah, 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 the whole nine yards. And he always talks about how it's, it's, you know, it needs to be open and everybody needs to be available to come here. Well, it's funny the other day when he did his stupid little teleprompter speech about Ukraine, he mentioned the Ukraine border eight different times on their sovereign border and how they have a right to secure it and how Russia shouldn't be going in there. Guys, it's all theater. It's complete and total theater. Everything they're telling you is theater. There's absolutely no legitimate purpose to go get in some type of civil war conflict with Ukraine and Russia. We're not the policemen of the world. And it's funny. Isn't it funny? Just ironic. Ukraine and Russia 
have a skirmish over there about their border, which Ukraine used to be part of the USSR, so we're not talking about this far-fetched. I'm not on either side of it. I have no bone to pick with either country. It's not my problem, to be quite frank with you. There's many other things we should be focused on in the United States, helping people get saved, helping deal with this horrific problem in L.A., helping to maintain our freedoms and maintain our Second Amendment and get back what's been stolen from us, including in a lot of these states like New York with these vaccine passports and mask mandates. These are factors that we need to focus on the United States and come together, not dealing with a border crisis with the old retired USSR. But it's funny. That goes on over there. And all of a sudden, mainstream media wants to, oh, blah, 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 blah. We got to do this. We got to go to war. We got to do this. We got to go to Ukraine. Well, what what happened a month ago when you have people civilians being stripped out of their homes in the middle of the day and night in northern Australia and taken to quarantine centers, in some cases from I've heard of, never never been released yet, because one of their family members somewhere tested positive with no symptoms, and now the entire family is basically being zip-tied and hauled off and dragged off to a quarantine camp out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah, and the three minor boys that basically tested negative when they came to the camp, but their family had tested positive, and so they were told they had to stay there, and they left. And they were hunted down like dogs with law enforcement, like dogs in the middle of the night, drugged back to the quarantine camp, and now been charged with felony failure to comply with COVID mandates. Oh, yeah, those human right violations. What? Why, why didn't anybody seem to care about that currently still going on in Australia? But Ukraine and Russia have this conflict about their borders and who's who and what owns what and what the USSR did 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And now all of a sudden it's, uh, yeah, yeah, we got, we, got, we got to go to war again. No, guys, it's all designed to be theatered. It's all designed to be a regular distraction to keep people from focusing on what's really going on. They have to have a new boogeyman because COVID's losing its muster. They have to have another way to basically go in and rail the economy. And what better way to start running Brent crude up to $120 a barrel? That'll have a real nice impact on everything again. Now we're starting to see in Canada – huge, huge protests of these truckers, and I commend them for this. Now, now there's going to be side effects to this that I've already warned people about and why I've told people to stay prepared and get ready. The Canadian truckers on both sides are having massive protests, locking down roads, driving around, completely blocking. And quite frankly, I, don't, can't, I can't argue with them one bit. You're telling somebody that drives in a truck for a living by themselves – offloads a trailer, hooks up another trailer and takes off, and all of a sudden they have to have an experimental RNA injection or they're not allowed to work when their interaction with person-to-person in-face contact is minimal at best ever. Yeah, I I fully support them. But I also fully understand what's going to start occurring over the next couple weeks and months with supply line problems with this going on. But again, that's why you have to look ahead and you have to plan in the future and make sure you're doing everything you can to continue to stay prepped. Also, to another health news, this is interesting. The results are in from one of the world's largest studies of ivermectin on COVID-19. Researchers in Brazil found the use of ivermectin was associated with significantly reduced COVID infection, hospitalization, 
and mortality rates. Imagine that. Imagine that. And what the other part about that is that we've even found is with ivermectin, a stat with vitamin C, zinc, and quercetin, it has a massive compounding effect in supporting the immune system as well, even further. And what's interesting in this study, the final phase of it, they said that the group that was using the ivermectin had a mortality rate of 0.8% versus the group that did not use ivermectin that had a 26 mortality rate. They also said the hospitalization rate was 1.6% in the ivermectin group, and it was almost 4% in the hospitalization uh, in the hospitalizing rate of the group that did not use ivermectin. So there was a definitely a clinical approach to using this product, and what's so irritating to me about it is the fact from the very beginning, as we saw with Project Veritas, DARPA knew back in April 2020 the research was showing that ivermectin was successful in treating COVID, yet they said it was not a viable product, it was not able to be used, it was not approved, and that there were no available supplements or available products to take for ivermectin at all. Even when they knew quercetin and zinc worked unbelievably well and supercharging the cells, they knew stacking it with ivermectin was important. They saw the research with vitamin C and intravenous vitamin C in the early phases with the doctors that were reporting it, and they continued to suppress the information because the only way they could get emergency use authorization on an RNA gene therapy shot is there had to be no other viable product to use for COVID-19. That was the mandate on that. That was the rule on that with the FDA approval. There could not be any other viable option for COVID treatment in order to get emergency use authorization. That is why they suppressed the truth. That is why they called ivermectin basically a horse drug. That is why every doctor and scientist that came out online, including the frontline doctors, got eviscerated. Some of them got disbarred. Some of them got most of them are under investigation. Now, almost all the ones that I know, they've all been under deep, deep investigation, trying to basically muzzle them and gag order them so they can't talk about what's really going on. Once you do the research and you see the truth, you realize what was going on the entire time. And now that they've gotten this shot out in the open, and now they've gotten a huge percentage of the population in full-blown paranoia delusional state, now they can continue to push the narrative as long as they can. And there's going to be some people that are going to go along with it. I saw a video somebody sent me this morning, and it was nuts. It was footage it's gone completely viral, and it's two older women that are screaming at this black man who walks into an elevator with them, and he's not wearing a mask. And when I'm talking about these ladies had a full-blown conniption fit meltdown, screaming, cussing, belittling him, even screaming. These are two old white women screaming, Black Lives Matter. They look like their eyeballs and veins are about to explode out of their head. They're having such a conniption fit. They start hitting him and beating him in the video. He turns on his phone. They start trying to push all the elevator buttons and push him out at every stop, screaming at him, having a complete and total meltdown. This is the world that's starting to occur with the delusional psychosis. 
Now, you think these ladies right here are an isolated event. The truth is they're not. This is happening all over the country. And this is only a minor event for the most part right now. Granted, I'm sure obviously it's a very hostile situation, but for the most part, nobody was severely injured. There were no deaths. Wait till you see this shot and fear porn continue to roll out for another 6 to 12 to 18 months. And these individuals, like these two ladies, are on their fourth and fifth and sixth booster. And they start having severe health problems, and the media keeps telling them it's due to everybody that's not wearing a mask, which is going to occur. You've seen it now. It's not new. This is going to continue to go on and on and on. They're going to blame the unvaccinated, unmasked group for everything that happens, including the vaccine side effects, which they've already been doing now. And once these people go down into a full-blown realm of total paranoid schizophrenia, they're going to start getting violent, violent. And I don't mean slapping and pushing somebody out of an elevator. I'm talking about knifings. I'm talking about shootings. I'm talking about full-blown murders. That's what's going to happen when people lose their mind. This has been the thing that the groups that are running the planet have done for years, and it's basically witchcraft. It's putting spells and incantations on people. That's what it comes down to. That's what they've done with the mainstream media. That's why I've told you, don't watch CNN. If you have to watch a snippet or an article to understand what lies and perversion they're promoting, that's one thing, and you understand what you're watching. But if you watch those shows, and I've personally seen it before, it doesn't take a few minutes to start feeling the mind control being thrusted upon you. And if you're strong-minded, you realize what's happening, and you can judge accordingly for what you want to do further. If you're weak-minded, and you're always waiting for somebody to basically be the protector and savior, and you don't have any peace in Jesus, and you don't have any security, and you don't have any idea of what to do, and you simply watch the news, and that's your God. This is very common. I mean that sincerely then you don't know what to do except just go completely and totally nuts against the evil person that they're telling you to be mad at. And, of course, the evil people are the unvaccinated, unmasked individuals. That's what's starting to occur. So when I say be cautious, I'm being sincere when I say be cautious when you're doing this because some of these people are going to get nuts, and it's your job to stay strong-minded and use wisdom and discernment especially if you're carrying a firearm, especially if you have the means to use deadly force. You are required a higher level to use discernment when something occurs. I can't tell you how many times I've been in altercations when I've been out in public and something's occurred, and I am carrying a firearm, and I immediately feel my, my aggression kick in, and I immediately try to de-escalate it the best I can, especially when I'm carrying. Now, if I'm not carrying, I'll be a little bit more vocal about stuff. But when I am carrying, I do everything I can to get away from the situation because I know once it escalates to full-blown deadly force, there is no coming back from that. Ask Rittenhouse how that's worked out for him. Granted, they've made him this superstar now, but I guarantee you his life will never be the same, positive or negative. I mean, he can't even get into universities now half the time. They're kicking him out every time he gets accepted in university. Have full-blown boycott protests all over campus. We don't want a murder on campus. It's all over the place. He's going to deal with that the rest of his life now. But again, you have to know what you're getting into, and you have to look ahead and can't be short-sighted. Play it 
like your life depends on it and continue to stand up for your freedom and rights. What do you think, Dad? I think you're 100% right. I remember when we went to that meeting here, I won't mention where it was, you know, here in town, we were protesting these many warehouses and everything else. I told Austin, I said, uh, we need to leave the weapons in the car because it's just not something we need to even be carrying in here because we don't want to have them say that, you know, we became violent and we get arrested and now we're armed. And sure enough, they put a police officer right behind me in Austin. I'm not making this crap up, guys. He was there for us. In fact, he pretty much told us that. And uh, the sad part about it is is that, you know, he stood right behind us in case we were going to become vocal in the middle of the meeting when we have BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, or whoever the heck was running the show along with the high-level Masonic Lodge people here in Polk County. I don't know who was running the show. I'm just saying that no matter what we said, no matter how many people we brought in there, we couldn't stop anything. Just thought I'd mention that. It wasn't going to happen. It would, when, but then they had police there to make sure they could escort us out. So it's a whole lot easier to be escorted out if you're not armed. If you're armed, oh, my gosh, they could escalate everything. He tried to draw his weapon on me, blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on and on. So be very, very careful when you go places when you're carrying deadly force. It's just sometimes it's easier just not to do it. It really is. I remember I'm going to tell you a couple of the stories. I, remember I was at a hotel up in St. Augustine. This is a year ago, and we had gone up there for the weekend, and we had a you know hotel, and and we had checked out, and I'd left my Yeti up in the room, and I had to go back up and get it before real quick, and I ran over to the elevators when they saw this draconian mask mandate stuff going on in Florida before the Governor Sanchez basically stopped it, and I remember I was getting on the elevator, and some guy was there, and he had a mask on, and he had the shirt on depicting evolution of us crawling out of the slime and turning into apes and turning into humans. I just he's just another idiot, and. And I said to him, he says, you're not getting on this elevator with me. And I said, pardon me? He says, you're not getting on the elevator with me. I said, well, then I suggest that you take the next elevator, bud, because I'm taking the first elevator now. He goes, no, you're not. I said, yeah, I am. As I stepped on the elevator, he stood out there just unbelievably angry, and I pushed a button, went up to my floor, and got my Yeti and left. I was at, the, I was at Greenwise last year, and we were walking around. I was about to leave. We'd just gone through the checkout. And some lady with her husband both masked up, looked like they had N95 masks on. You could barely understand them. Their eyes were bulging from a lack of oxygen, you know, bloodshot eyes. You know, and and the lady says to me, why are you not wearing a mask? And I said, why don't you mind your own business? I said, what's wrong with you? Why are you addressing me? I didn't speak to you. You don't have a mask on. I said, I don't have to wear a mask. And she just went berserk. And I told her, I said, lady, just shut up and leave me alone. And her husband looked at me, and he was, like, all happy. You could tell he was, like, yeah, almost giving me thumbs up, like, wow, you stood up to my wife. Well, listen to me, ladies. Listen to me, men. If your husband or your wife is acting weird like that, you know, you got to stand up and say, look, I don't want to do any of this stuff. I don't want to believe this. I don't want to suffocate myself behind an N95 mask. And the thing that really amazes me still is this. Austin goes in the Publix, and he goes in there with a dog on double can of respirator mask on. I mean, I mean, the full-blown hazmat viral filters, the whole bit. He and his friend, and they walked around and videotaped themselves, and nobody said anything. Except some people thought, wow, great, thumbs up, where can I get one of those? Is that the world we're living in? This is 1984 on steroids. And now these universities are coming out and saying not to watch or not to read Anything about 1984 that's not politically correct, it's not woke, and it'll scare you, little fluff mutton, whatever you are, little 
kitten, you know, sit in your corner with your Play-Doh. Don't read 1984 because it's going to tell you what they're going to do with draconian lockdowns. We don't want you to know what they're going to tell you they're going to do. So you can't do that. You know, it, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, here's here's the here's the article. It says it says university finds novel 1984 offensive and upsetting. Students, snowflakes, are being warned of explicit material awaiting them in a novel that ironically describes the dangers of censorship. The University of Northampton has issued a harsh warning over potentially offensive and upsetting material contained in the famous dystopian novel by George Orwell, 1984. The novel, which describes the dangers of totalitarian rule and censorship, is now being red flagged as it addresses challenging issues related to violence, gender, sexuality, class, race, abuses, sexual abuse, political ideas, and offensive language. The warning issued to students taking a module called Identity under construction became public following a Freedom of Information request by the Mail on Sunday. What? The news raised eyebrows among social media users, with one saying that Orwell is turning in his grave, and another one reacting with emotional, get me off this planet, I can't deal with it anymore. Wow. If a trigger warning prevents even one student from reading 1984, the University of Northampton has utterly failed in its mission. The book, more than any, should be read widely at the moment, and Australian professor Andrew Timing noted. However, Orwell's classic novel is not the only one students at Northampton should be aware of. According to the university's management, Samuel Beckett's play, Endgame, and graphic novel 5 for Vendetta by Alan Moore and David Lloyd and Gene Winderson's Sexing the Sherry have been also listed by the university's offensive upsetting. Guys, now this is crazy. If you read through this article, I'm going to post it on the thing. It gives you other things you're telling you not to read. Why? Because Austin's right. This is witchcraft. I know that sounds funny. I, I know it sounds weird. I, 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 but, you know, if you listen to this show enough, you'll understand what I'm saying. These Kabbalist Luciferians use human sacrifice to establish a veil over the planet to control the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever and to put a veil over the minds of Christians to try to confuse them. That's what they're doing. It's through the 140 million human you know, sacrifices through abortion last year on the planet. It creates this really negative energy field around the planet that controls your hearts and your minds. The Bible says that the, that the God of this age has placed a veil upon the eyes of the unbelievers, so they cannot, they cannot believe or see or know the truth. This is what it's referring to. It's witchcraft. It's pharmakia. It's all the above. And Austin's 100% right. These people are everywhere. These witches are. You don't even realize it until you get involved with one of them. And I have been. I've been involved with one of them and in a court hearing, you know, getting a restraining order on one of them. And when we asked her if she was a witch, my attorney asked her that. She basically said that she was pleading the fifth. Oh, yeah. This is the same person who had written me a letter and told me that I was dying and I would be dead soon. I kid you not, guys. I can't make this stuff up. These guys are absolutely a bunch of strange people. And they really get involved in this so deeply with their Ouija boards and with their incantations and with their spells and their stupid Harry Potter books. They get all wrapped up in this stuff, and they start becoming more and more and more Luciferian in their dictates and in their minds and in the way they think. I'm letting you guys know what's involved here. This group of Kabbalist Luciferians that run the planet are the ones who read from the Zohar, which is a book on the ancient Canaanite religions of Malik, Baal, Asherah, and, of course, the ancient Egyptian religions of Isis and Osiris, 
and it combines everything together in a how-to primer on how to do witchcraft. All of these Kabbalists, including Donald Trump's daughter, are witches. I'm just going to be blunt. They're all witches. And it's like the, the priestesses of Baal and all the witches were in the Old Testament. These people are sick, perverted people that only want God's kingdom to be destroyed to bring up their kingdom of Lucifer. That's all they care about. And they want to sacrifice as many children as they possibly can to feed the demons on the other side of the veil who give them the insight and the knowledge to do the things that they do. That's why these people are continually saying we sold our soul to Lucifer. They're continuing going out and drinking blood. They're continuing doing all kinds of weird crap, including adrenochrome. It's, it's who they are. It's the ruling sect of priests and priestesses who are witches and warlocks who run the planet through a Luciferian dictate that's been brought to them through the ancient Canaanite religions. This is the group that runs the entire planet. They control State Street, Vanguard, BlackRock. They control the high levels of the bloodline families, and they control almost every investment house in the United States. It's who they are and it's what they do because they control the money supply, because they control the Federal Reserve Banks and all the different countries around the world that are controlled through the Rockefeller-Rothschild Industrial Complex. This is the group. They also control medicine. They control the drugs. Now they're saying that monoclonal antibodies have lost their FDA approval. Why? Because they're pushing the other drugs out for Pfizer, which are much, much more expensive. Now, I've never been a fan of monoclonal antibodies, but I've known a bunch of people who've got them. But now they're saying they no longer have FDA approval to be used for COVID. It never ends. These guys constantly are changing the narrative, and they do this because they want to continually change how you think and keep you confused. Remember, a scared population is much easier to control. They really are. If you're really scared that somebody's going to come and break into your house and the police tell you, we'll come and protect you, you'll want the police there because you're really scared somebody's going to break into your house and shoot you or your family. That's the mindset they have. This is problem, action, solution. This is a Galian dialectic. They create all these problems. They're giving you the actions. They're telling you how they're going to fix it, and they're going to come in with draconian measures to lock everything down. That's the goal here, and you got to see it. And now another article just came out. It said grandfather, which I'm a grandfather now, thanks to Austin and Lana, is now a problematic word. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Grandfather has become a – this is exactly what George Orwell said was going to happen. You have words that are going to be banned. Language has become the main train on which the culture wars are sweeping the Western world. Arguably, just about every word and phrase can become an expected target of linguistic policy who would have imagined it would no longer be acceptable to use words like grandfather or brown bags or cakewalk or jerry-rigged or mantra or totem pole or housekeeping. These are some of the entries long list of problematic words and phrases contained in the Inclusive Language Guide published by the University of Washington. Wait a minute. You can't use grandfather anymore? Let me tell you why this is happening. You know, Studies have shown repeatedly that the grandfathers, the, grand, the, the grandparents, in some cases the great-grandparents, if they were born soon enough and the kids were young enough, etc., have a tremendous impact on young children. They really do. That's why, grandfather, listen to me. You've got a responsibility to help raise your grandchildren because of the impact that you have. And, and here's why. A lot of times the parents get into a situation where they have to do something they don't want to do because the kids are being brats. But the grandfather or the grandmother, especially the oma or the opa, 
they have the ability to come in there and kind of like, how should I say, be peacemakers and talk to the children, the grandchildren and the great-grandchildren about the best way to do things. They speak with wisdom that comes only with age. But they've got to destroy grandfather, and I'll tell you, it's a problematic word. I'm sure grandmother is also a problematic word. I guess you could be grand it for both mother and father. I mean, are you kidding me? No, this is the witchcraft way of doing things that Austin talked about earlier and how these guys do all of this stuff. It's just, it's, it's basically disgusting. But it's just what they do. Now, now there's a transgender professor. <laughs> it's just, he, he misgenders students on purpose if they don't comply with woke sex disclosure. I mean, just the sick crap that's going on all over the world because of the Kabbalist Luciferians. Guys, listen to me. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus. Sharon and I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. Keep calling your grandfather, grandfather, or uppa, or umma, or grandmother. Don't let them take these words away from you. Don't let them do that to you. Stand against this mess. We can fight this stuff. We can stand in the gap. But, guys, we all got to do it together. I love you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're absolutely right. I mean, this it has to be an effort on everybody's level as far as in the patriot community and getting together and making sure we're all supporting one another the best we possibly can. There's going to be stuff, and I've said this repeatedly, that we're not always going to agree on. There's going to be stuff that we may not see eye to eye on, but the fact of the matter is we have to do the best we can to work together for the overall goal. You know, as Dad always says, if you've got a grade with somebody and, you know, it's a 80-85 you don't agree on everything, but 80, 85% of the time you're on the same page. Well, that's still a B. That's actually very good. B's get you into graduate school still. You know, the 3.0 or higher pretty much gets you into graduate school. It's 3.0 or higher gets you into an officer program in the military. So when you start looking at stuff, you have to understand that we're not always going to agree on everything, but we have to do the best we can to work together for the overall goal. I hope that makes sense. And so I encourage everybody continue to support one another whether it's through exercise and health whether it's through keeping your nutrition where it needs to be with a proper diet whether it's supporting each other with positive affirmations and continuing to pray with each other it's all crucial and it all comes together i've said this repeatedly you are the only one that can control your attitude you're it if it is to be it's up to you certain things happen certain things happen that'll make you downright mad just all out irate. Well, you got to take a step back and say, you know what? Is this something that's going to change my life forever right now? Is this something that I really need to be unbelievably upset about? In most cases, no. In most cases, it's something that if you take a step back and you look at it a year from now, you're going to look back and probably laugh and say, man, that was interesting. What a wild ride that was. I'm glad we got through it together, but we learned a lot. So, again, you have to stay focused on what the overall goals are, and you have to do the best you can to stay positive in a lot of these situations. And, again, that doesn't mean you turn around and play, you know, put my head in the sand, nothing's happening. But what that does mean is you have to look at things from a realist standpoint and focus on the overall goal at hand and the best way to finalize it and stay positive doing so. So thank you again, my friends, for the support. Continue to get the truth out there. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. A lot of you guys have still been emailing me about the purple sticks. Yes, I got them in. They're ready to go on the website. Three-pack special, case lot, singles, ready to go. We're getting them out pretty much same day. Be sure to check them out at the website, healthmasters.com. And also look at the product of the week, the magnesium and malate. 
That's on sale for the last day today on Product of the Week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win tomorrow. Looks like the potassium iodide and the eyesight are both up there really, really strong. Iodide's really pulling strong. I'm looking at it right now. That's our molecular iodine. So be sure to check that out and vote if you want that to win on the website at healthmasters.com. Stay sharp, my friends. Stay alert. Stay prepared. And by all means, stay peaceful the best you can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.